Life was bitter to the core There was nothing to live for Until love came My name is Harold J. Perkins And at the age of 17 I was selling drugs And on my way to an early grave While sitting in my house with about 10 guys God gave me an out-of-body experience And I was lifted above the room I could see everything moving in slow motion After that I got up and put those guys out And I cried out to Jesus Christ He came into my life with liberty and purpose. Then I ran into religion. And it has taken me over 40 years to navigate through religion to fully understand what came into me that day. This podcast is to help put you on a faster track than it took me to get through religion and experience life, liberty, and purpose on a higher level. So get ready. We're about to start a revolution. Again, welcome. In this episode, we're going to talk about is speaking in tongues, or we could say it this way, praying in the spirit, is it for every believer? But first, it's important that we keep in mind that everything in the kingdom of God works by faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Wow, what a statement. God, the God of all creation, wants to reward us for just seeking him diligently. The God who owns everything, what kind of rewards does he have for us? Well, if I really believe what he said here, then I adjust my life to seek him daily. For over 30 years, I wake up every morning and I start my day reading the Bible and in prayer. For most of those days over the 30 years, it's been an hour and a half, just about every morning. Sometimes it's less than that. Sometimes it's more than that. You see, if I really believe, my actions and my speech will line up with what I believe. Jesus made a statement before he went to the cross. It's in John 16, verse 33. Here's what he said. These things have I spoken unto you that in me you sh- you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now notice he said, I have overcome the world. Well, he had not overcome the world at this point because victory came when he died and he rose from the dead, but he hadn't done that yet. But he spoke as if it was already done because that's how faith speaks. And then what he did was he continued through the process because faith continues to act in line with what it believes. If he stopped going to the cross, then he really didn't believe what he said, that he had overcome the world. Then further, he went further to show his faith when he was on the cross because one of the thieves looked over him and said to him, Master, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, today you will be with me in paradise. Wow. In pain on the cross, he still believed and spoke words of faith. Now, what God knows is when he challenges you to seek him, that your faith will increase, your love will increase, your joy will increase, your peace will increase, and so forth. If your faith increases, you'll be able to believe him for more and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Now, if you really believe this, then you will adjust your life 
to make time to seek him on a daily basis. Now, when you begin to seek him in his word, you'll be amazed at what he says that God, that he has already prepared for those who are heirs. The Bible says that we are heirs of God and join heirs with Jesus Christ. Imagine being the heir of a wealthy man where he's left you a will that contains everything he left, but you never read the will. You had your brother read the will and he told you nothing was left for you until you get to heaven. When the truth is, he left you $50 million and now you're struggling and having financial problems when all along $50 million was made available for you, but you never read the will. Well, that's what you're doing now to let a preacher tell you what the Bible says about you being an heir of Jesus Christ without reading it for yourself also. Many preachers say you'll get your mansion when you get to heaven. When the truth is, everything is yours for the asking and believing right now. Our God has streets of gold in heaven. How can I be an heir of this kind of God and go with any need I have unmet? No, read the will for yourself. The New Testament is known as the will and testament of Jesus Christ. It is telling you everything that he left for you. Now, let's get into tongues. Here's the question. Is tongues for every believer to speak in? I'm going to begin at Acts 2, 4. Here's how it reads. And they were all filled with Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Notice it said that all began to speak. Now I'm in Acts chapter 10, verses 44 through 46. While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Spirit, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now, notice in verse 44, it says, while Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all them which heard the word, and all began to speak in other tongues. Now, God has made this powerful prayer language available to all his people, okay? The first time that I got a chance to see how powerful this gift was, was when I was in Mexico. I had gotten my release uh, from the Dodgers organization. I actually asked for it, and uh, I went over to Mexico for the first time. And the city that we were playing in, uh, I just didn't feel like it was a place that that I was supposed to be. I was there with another Christian. He was another believer. And we both you know, went over there together. And I said to him, I said, I, I don't believe this is where we're supposed to be playing. And so he said, uh, well, let's take some time to pray. And so we took some time to pray. We fasted and we prayed. And then I said to him after a while, I said, uh, bring me a map. You got a map? Let's get a map. And so uh, he, he got a map and brought it to me, and I, I looked at the map, and I, I put my finger. I said, I believe that's where we're supposed to be. And he started laughing. He's like, Errol, you don't even know if they have a team there. I said, well, let's ask the other players. And so we asked some of the Mexican players, and they said, yes, there is a team there. And so I said, I believe that's where we're supposed to be. So 
he he trusted me and and what I was sensing. And so we got on the bus and it was about three and a half hour ride. Now, I prayed in tongues almost a whole trip while falling asleep, waking up and going back to pray in the spirit. And for I had never done that before in my life. OK, well, right before we got into the city, I heard on the inside of me, expect everything to go right. Expect a red carpet treatment. Expect everything to go the way you want it to go. I heard it right before we pulled into the city. And so uh, now, so we we get off the bus. Now, nobody knows we're coming. Okay. So we get off the bus and we get, soon as we get our bags, there's a, a man comes up to us speaking English. And he asked the question, he said, are you guys ball players?" And I, we said, yeah, we was kind of looking at surprise. How, how do you know that? And so uh, he said, well, the team is staying over at such and such hotel. And uh, why don't you go over there? We do need some Americans. And so uh, we went to the hotel, checked in the hotel. And then he got the manager and they came over and 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 asked us what position we played. And I at the time I was playing uh, infield. I was playing second base and he was playing the outfield. And so we told them and they said, wow, we need an infielder and an outfielder. Isn't that something? Okay. So um, we go over, we play, they get a chance to see, you know, what we got, what we bring to the table. And so after that, uh, you know, we uh, were going to go and talk to the owner and see what, uh, what they were going to pay us. But before this, before we even went over there, I, let me go back a little bit. The manager had asked us, well, how much money are we expecting? And we he couldn't speak much English, so we wrote it in the sand, in the dirt. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no way you're going to get that kind of money. No, 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 it's not going to happen. And so uh, and so we went again, as I said, so, so now we're at the hotel getting ready to leave to go talk to the owner and see what he's willing to pay us. And so we agreed in prayer before we left that this is the minimum amount of money that we're going to accept. Okay. So we went over there and we negotiated. We, you know, told them what we wanted and we got it. And when we came back to the hotel, we were a little disappointed that we didn't ask for more. So here's everything going just like God once said it would go. The red carpet treatment just happened to need two players, an infielder and an outfielder, just happened to uh, give us what we wanted. And then at the same time, the Lord has said to me in my spirit that we were going to stay in the same facility. His wife was coming, so we weren't going to be at a room together. So we both needed a place. And the Lord had said to me that we were going to be in the same facility. I never said a word to him. I just said, okay, we're just going to see it play out. And it played out exactly that way. That's my first experience in seeing the power of this gift of praying in, the, in tongues that's available for every believer. Now, here's where the problem lies in people not believing or not understanding that it's for all is not understanding that the prayer language of tongues and the gift of tongues are two different things. The gift of tongues, which is something that someone uses out in an open assembly, they'll pray in a language and somebody will interpret that gift is not for every believer. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 11. And here's how it reads. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the same Spirit the, of the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith 
by the same spirit to another the gift of healing by the same spirit to another working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another uh, diverse kinds of tongues there it is and to another the interpretation of tongues but all these work that one in the self-same spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills now notice that these are talking about the gifts and the gifts are not for every believer. Now, here's what I want you to notice, okay? Uh, in verse uh, nine, it says that we've been given the gift, it says the gift of faith. Now, stop and think about what I said earlier about faith, that it was impossible to please God without faith. So every believer has to have faith or God would be unjust to ask you to have faith if you couldn't. But but verse 9 is not talking about faith that every believer has. It's talking about the gift of faith. The same thing is true when it's talking about does one have tongues in the interpretation of tongues. That's a gift. Every believer does not have that gift, but every believer can speak and pray in tongues just like every believer has faith. Okay. Now, how I got the gift uh, with the Holy Spirit was when I was by myself. I had started attending a church when I first uh, started my walk with the Lord that did not believe in speaking in tongues. As a matter of fact, they said it was of the devil. Okay. But I, I started growing in the things of God and I knew there was more. And I got a hold of a mini book that said it was uh, by Kenneth Hagan, and it said, Why Tongues? And I read the book. I looked up all the scriptures that he gave in the book, in the book, in my own Bible. And I was convinced that it was for every believer. So I went and I sat in a car by myself and I asked God to fill me with Holy Spirit. I opened my mouth and expected Holy Spirit to give me utterance and began to speak words that I did not understand. Now, I didn't understand what I was saying, but I felt a peace as I was speaking. And, but after a little while, my mind said, what are you doing? You don't know what you're saying. And I stopped and I didn't pray like that until I went to a different church and they gave me an, they gave an invitation to receive Holy Spirit at the end of the service. And I went up and they, uh, they took me in a room and they went over the same scriptures that I had read in the mini book. And then they led me through a prayer and I started speaking just like I did in the car and they encouraged me uh, to do this every day. Now, if you have not been filled, I'm going to give you some scriptures in a moment so you can follow these scriptures and, and, and see for yourself that it's available to you. You have to be a believer who has already received Jesus Christ first. If you have not received Jesus first, you can't receive the Holy Spirit until you do. Why? Because he will not come into a spirit that has sin in it. You're, if you have already accepted Christ, your spirit has no sin in it any longer. So he'll come in there. But if you have not accepted Christ, you can't receive him yet. You got to accept Christ first. Now, let me give you the scriptures and you can look at these scriptures for yourself and see that it's available to you. And hopefully there's a church near you that knows about this. But at the same time, uh, if I could receive by myself, then so can you. Here are the scriptures. Uh, first one is uh, Luke 
chapter 11, uh, verses 9 through 13. I'm going to say that again. Luke 11, 9 through 13. The next scripture, scripture is John uh, chapter 7, uh, verses 34, 37 to 39. Again, that's John uh, chapter 7, 37 to 39. Next scripture is Acts 1, 8. Again, Acts 1, 8. Next scripture is Acts 2, 4. Again, Acts 2, 4. And then there's Acts 10, 44 through 46. Again, Acts 10, 44 through 46. And then Acts 19, verses 2 through 6. Again, Acts 19, verses 2 through 6. And then there's 1 Corinthians 14, 2. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. And then 1 Corinthians 14, 4. Again, 1 Corinthians 14, 4. And then the final scripture is 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Again, 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Now, keep in mind, uh, Holy Spirit will only give you utterance. You have to open your mouth and speak. Again, you have to have Christ in your spirit first. And once you've done that, then you're able to receive Holy Spirit. Go over the scriptures first so you know it's for you. Speaking in tongues is like a baby beginning to speak. They don't have a large vocabulary. They say the same words over and over again until their language grows. And that's how it will seem with you. It'll seem like you're saying the same words over and over again, but over time, it'll grow and you'll develop and you'll find yourself speaking uh, more fluently. Understand that you're not going to understand what you're, what you're saying, but it's a powerful weapon that the enemy does not want you to have. And if you have it, he doesn't want you to pray with it. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Faith in a God I can't see speaking a language that I don't understand. Let me say right here, if you don't know our living Savior, Jesus Christ, you can get to know him now. Pray this prayer with me. Say, God, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Jesus, I accept you into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to live this life. Thank you. That's it. It's that simple. If you believe what you just prayed, he has come in. Start reading the Bible for yourself. You can start in the book of St. John and in the book of Romans, and God will begin to show you his purpose for your life, and he'll begin to show himself unto you. Okay, we'll see you on the next episode.